Welcome, everyone, and uh, here we are with our regular edition of Clissa's Mic Drop, the podcast that uh, continues uh, to gain in popularity. We get more and more hits uh, each and every week. Uh, we had two of them this week. You got a special treat, Franco Harris and Rocky Blyer, a uh, special edition uh, podcast uh, talking about the you know, the Ravens running for the record there with three seconds left and the controversy that caused. Always good to catch up with Franco and Rocky, the star running backs from the uh, Steelers in the 1970s. And now we go forward uh, in time to the present, which is the Broncos against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Broncos are 3-1 and one and a two-point road favorite against the 1-3 and three Steelers. We are going to have to see if the ankle injury to Cortland Sutton changes things a little bit. Probably should a little, although uh, my experience in talking with Jay Cornegay of, uh, of Sportsbook over the years, receivers don't generally change the odds too often. It's uh, quarterbacks, um, maybe a pass rusher, that's about it. But otherwise, uh, um, you know, I don't think in the case of Cortland Sutton that's going to change the odds too much. May may lower it uh, by a point at the most. The Broncos are still going to be favored, and uh, which is a surprise to me. You know, I I said I was surprised the Broncos were favored favored on the road in the opener against the Giants. The Giants were six and ten last year. The Broncos are five and eleven, but the uh, the people in Vegas knew what they were talking about. The Broncos won that game handily. Now we'll see what they do as a road favorite against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers were 11-0 last year. They started the season 11-0. Since then, they are 2-8. They finished uh, losing 5-6 of six last year, including a playoff game, and they're 1-3 so far this year, and there's a lot of talk that Big Ben is... Uh, on his way out. He's 39 and it looks like he doesn't have too much left. We'll see if he can garner up uh, one last hurrah here against the Broncos. The Broncos are warning that Big Ben looks the same to him. From uh, uh, you know, football people I've talked to, Ben still has the arm strength, uh, but he can't move anymore. He can't, uh, he can't even shuffle in the pocket. His legs are shot. And when your legs are shot, Boy, uh, that, that's when you lose it as a quarterback. Uh, Peyton Manning at 39 uh, lost his legs when he had nine touchdowns and 17 interceptions. He was able to hang on and lead the Broncos at last gasp, uh, lead the Broncos to Super Bowl 50. But still, that wasn't the same Peyton Manning we saw in 2015. And then he retired after that season. So uh, this may be the end for Big Ben. It's just a matter of whether... Those great ones uh, can do it uh, one more time. And when will they do it one more time? Uh, the Broncos, Teddy Bridgewater is back from a concussion. He has been cleared. But as Teddy comes back, uh, Cortland Sutton went down in practice on Friday, uh, rolled his ankle, questionable for the game Sunday. It doesn't look good from what I understand as far as whether Cortland will be able to play. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, Teddy stayed after practice and worked with a bunch of other receivers, including Tyree Cleveland, who's on the practice squad, who uh, uh, was uh, uh, Tyree Cleveland was protected this week. Uh, this week. So maybe Tyree Cleveland uh, gets elevated uh, to the game day roster. Uh, we'll have to see because the Broncos have just one outside receiver right now, and that is uh, 
Tim Patrick. Uh, Jerry Judy's down. Uh, slot receiver KJ Hamler is down. As far as slot guys, you got Kendall Hinton. Maybe he can play the outside. David Moore is a slot outside guy. And uh, Deontay Spencer is definitely a slot guy. So they're hurting. They're definitely hurting. Uh, the good news is Teddy Bridgewater's back. And also the two uh, starting guards from last week are back, Graham Glasgow and Dalton Reisner. So that should really help the pass protection because the Broncos did struggle to block the Ravens blitz last week. The Steelers are going to blitz this week. Uh, we'll see if the uh, bringing those uh, veteran guards, Reisner and Glasgow, back is going to help the protection and, and help the tackles because uh, Garrett Bowles and Bobby Massey did not play well last week against the Ravens. So um, in the meantime, one of the, uh, I don't know if he's a pleasant surprise, but a uh, guy who's come on this year, a second-year player, Justin Sternad. Uh, Justin last year uh, for a fifth-round rookie. They were planning on using him as a dime linebacker, and um, he hurt his wrist um, in, in training camp and uh, had to have surgery that day, the day he hurt it, and um, and out for the season, missed his whole rookie year. And so he's back this year, and he uh, wound up starting in place of Josie Jewell, who, by the way, was playing terrific until he got hurt in the second quarter of the second game against Jacksonville. Uh, Josie Jewell out for the season with uh, uh, torn biceps. Uh, <clears throat> Justin Sternad, though, uh, did um, has done very well. Uh, the Broncos love him. He's got speed. He's got length. Um He's got smarts, intelligence, and uh, that you will be able to determine and uh, hear from yourself as you listen to our podcast. So um, without, uh, without going too much deeper into our um, analysis of the Steeler-Bronco game, uh, we'll do some more on the other side. But for now, let's listen to the interview we had earlier this week with Broncos starting inside linebacker Justin Sternad. Justin, welcome. Welcome. Yeah, right. <laughs> How's it been for you so far, rookie year? Breaking in. Yeah, it's been good. I mean, it's it's kind of happened fast. I kind of got thrown into the fire when Josie went down in Jacksonville and um, just taking it a day at a time. You were going to break in last year and then uh, the wrist injury, wrist surgery. Tell us what happened on the injury. Yeah, so we were just a normal camp day of practice. I, um, I took on Beck in the hole. And just, I guess my wrist was at like the focal point of our contact. It was kind of team, a team, 11 yeah, 11. team period. And um, I knew something was up after the play, but I tried to stick it out a little bit. And then I happened to go get a drink and I uh, felt my wrist kind of like dislocate and stuff when I was uh, drinking. So I went to the trainers and we obviously had to go inside and things were messed up. And then the surgery, was it painful? Was it or just uh, something that you had to live with with a, a cast on for months at a time? Yeah, so uh, surgery happened that day because um, there was some nerve, like it was putting a lot of pressure on this nerve, so they wanted to go in and do it that day. So um, that part wasn't painful because I was asleep, but prior to that, we were trying to put it back in place um, at first a couple times, and that was kind of painful. But you have so much adrenaline at the time that it kind of just happens. We'll tell people to uh, wait on breakfast before we show this. <laughs> before we show this. Why Wake Forest? I noticed you had... Uh 
you know, you were all that in high school. You had the interceptions, three interceptions, uh, three sacks, a lot of tackles. And you had your choice of about uh, seven or eight top schools. Why Wake Forest? Yeah, so my dad was really involved in that decision with me. Um, he wanted me to get a great education on top of football. And Wake was a school that, one, I felt comfortable with when I visited. And two, I thought it was a school that would give me a good opportunity when football is done to uh, do something that I love. And I thought it was, it was a great combination of education and high-level football in ACC. You got your degree. You were there five years. Yes, sir. Right. And what? Uh, communications. Okay. So, so two things that I'm interested in doing after football is either – something not like exactly like this but like covering sports or uh, working in the front office of a team uh, you'd be good you'd, you'd be good at this <laughs> the um tell me about mom and dad and and growing up in tarpon yeah so grew up with uh mom and dad um and an older brother and a younger sister um as i got older my mom uh, battled with drugs and alcohol um so my sophomore year of high school my mom kind of left our family and um, it's been my dad, my older brother, and younger sister ever since, and everyone's doing good. And just tell us how it's been being in a single-parent household with with dad, which is, you know, a little unusual, but good for dad. Yeah, it's been good, though. He's been great. Um, he's one of my biggest supporters. He's at my these last two games that I've played. He's been able to come out. He, he leaves work on a Saturday. Or, is that right? Yeah, he'll, he'll even fly in Sunday morning. What's he do for a living? Uh, he's a manager at a car dealership. Uh, he's done that for a long time, so he makes every game he can. He's he's texting me right now, seeing if he can make it to Pittsburgh. And um, him and my brother and my sister are my biggest supporters. Um, out there, uh, you know, as a starting inside linebacker, that's a feel position, right? An instinct position. How's that come along? Yeah, I think it, uh, instincts are getting better every day. I mean, especially in a league like this, there's so many different things that happen on the field from an offensive perspective. And um, in this defense, Coach Fangio's defense, there's a lot of moving parts every play and coverage and run fit. So the more reps I get, I feel like the more comfortable I'm going to get. And um, I'm just taking it a day at a time and trying to get better each and every day. Do they have trouble figuring out what position was best for you? You look like, you know, in some ways a safety or thicker than a safety, taller than an inside linebacker. No, I think I'm a linebacker. I don't think I'm running with uh, the receivers like that uh, in today's NFL. Well, they, they, you run well. That's why you're. That's why they're going to use you as a third down linebacker this year. Yes, sir. That that's your mo, right? Yes, sir. Just um, I started off as safety in high school, so coverage has been something that I, um, from a linebacker perspective, that I've had a like the upper hand on. But um, in this league, you got to be able to do everything, and especially in this defense. So that's what I'm working on each and every day. You played against younger quarterbacks when you uh, started this season. Then it was a Lamar, a star. Now you get Big Ben, who I'm sure you grew up watching on TV, and you were around Big uh, Big Ben fans. Yeah. What, what's it going to be like uh, going against someone that uh, maybe you've idolized as a kid? Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Like like you said, I, I grew up like a huge sports fan in general, so playing against somebody who's probably going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer is awesome. Um, I got a couple of my friends are like diehard Steelers fans, so it'd, it'd be sick to get an interception or something against them, but I'm just looking forward to going out there, playing well, executing, and helping this team win this week. And then lastly, tell us about the Steelers offense. What do they bring? Yeah, I mean, they got a ton of weapons. All of, all their receivers are good. You got Juju, Deontay, and uh, Claypool, and then their tight ends are athletic. Uh, they drafted Fryermuth out of Penn State this year in the second round, and then they got Ebron, who's a former first-round pick out of North Carolina. 
And then obviously you got Big Ben running it and they drafted Najee Harris uh, this year in the first round. I mean, they got plenty of talent. Um, their offensive line's good. And uh, it's just going to be on us to do our job defensively and come out there and execute. Justin, thanks for being here. Awesome. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate All it, right. Mike. You got it. All right. Thank you very much, Justin Sternad, for that uh, excellent interview uh, that Nine News had uh, uh, this week. It was Thursday, actually, that we had it. And um, very, very likable person and uh, smart person. Uh, went to Wake Forest, got his degree. You heard he wants to uh, maybe be in communications, be in sports uh, media at some point in his life. Um, have to see about that. But uh, for now, he's still got a lot of football left ahead of him. He's only in his second year, first year of playing. Uh, Justin Sternad is only going to get better here the next couple of years. I, I can see him getting that second contract and, and playing uh, seven, eight years in the league. So um, once you get seven or eight years of uh, football money, you know, the <laughs> you don't have to worry so much about uh, your second career. But uh, uh, Justin sounds like he'll do something. Hard worker, went to Wake Forest. Uh, filling in nicely for the Broncos alongside Alexander Johnson in the middle of that Broncos defense. So thank you to Justin. Again, it's the Broncos against the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. On 9news.com, I uh, listed the five keys to this game. Uh, number one, protect Teddy. That goes without saying after he was concussed last week uh, by taking a blow uh, to end the first half. And before he got concussed, Teddy was hit quite a bit anyway. Uh, the Ravens really put on the pass rush. The Broncos have to do a better job protecting Bridgewater in this game. Plus, you know, even though he's cleared from the concussion, uh, you wouldn't think that uh, you'd want him to take another big hit this week. Two, I say blitz uh, Big Ben. It's about putting pressure on Big Ben. Blitzburg, uh, uh, they're going to put on the blitz this week. Why shouldn't Fangio, after doing that mush rush and not rushing uh, against Lamar Jackson, let's, uh, let's um, take off the reins and let Von Miller and company uh, go after him and maybe bring uh, Alexander Johnson and, and Kareem Jackson uh, on the blitz against uh, Big Ben because uh, it does look like the pressure is getting to Roethlisberger now as uh, his mobility has really been hurt uh, quite a bit here in the last year and a half. Uh, special teams, you got to stop with the long returns. Uh, they just happen almost every week now. If you can uh, prevent a long return, Broncos have a great chance uh, to win. Uh, finally, strap it on and play. This is in regards to the travel um, uh, situation the Broncos are going through. They're getting in late Saturday, supposed to arrive at their hotel about 8.30, and this is because all the meeting rooms and hotels around Pittsburgh were booked up because of the backlog of weddings uh, that have been in the Pittsburgh, greater Pittsburgh area as COVID canceled all those weddings last year. So they're doubled up on weddings uh, this year, and uh, you know, the, the ballrooms and the meeting rooms in Pittsburgh were, uh, were booked before the NFL schedule came out. And uh, 
Finally, one of the you know something I suggested was uh, you know for Vic to take a, a fourth down gamble or two. He didn't take. Uh, he really um, he had three big ones, three fourth down calls against the Giants, and they all worked. And that really was a big part of the game. Since then, he hasn't uh, he hasn't made too many of the fourth down gambles. He's played it straight. Now the Broncos, uh, you know, easily won against Jacksonville and the Jets. Um, you know, he, he, he punted rather than uh, went for it a couple times. Just the way the game was going, the defense, there was, there was greater uncertainty. Against the Steelers, though, let Teddy uh, handle those fourth downs. Uh, they can be momentum changers for the game. So uh, those are some of the keys to the Broncos beating the Steelers. Boy, uh, what a win it would be. They'd be 4-1 and one coming home against uh, uh, John Gruden, who's now in hot water for an email he sent uh, regarding uh, uh, Demora Smith uh, way back when, and then uh, <clears throat> and then uh, uh, so we'll see how that affects the Raiders uh, both this week and uh, next week against the Broncos. But the Broncos in prime position here. You know they can be four and one coming home to play the Raiders. Wouldn't that be something? If they lose, no big whoop. Gosh, they're injured. They they've just they're just down so many players. It's going to be difficult for the Broncos. Uh, against the Steelers, no matter how or if uh, ben, Big Ben is washed up. This is going to be a tough one for the Broncos because they're, they're down so much talent. And again, Cortland Sutton rolls his ankle in practice on Friday, and uh, that's going to hurt. So thank you to Justin Sternad for uh, joining us on uh, Cliss's Mic Drop. Uh, we had the special edition. Uh, again, listen to our our special version that we had this week with Franco Harris and Rocky Blyer. You old-timers out there, I think, would enjoy that conversation we had earlier in the week with those two former Pittsburgh Steeler greats. So we'll see you uh, at Heinz Field on Sunday. Broncos against the Steelers kickoff at 11 a.m. Denver time. How about that? And uh, early, uh, early kickoff hasn't bothered the Broncos yet. Uh, they had the early kickoff at Jacksonville, and, and they handled it quite well. So we'll see. Um, Broncos, Steelers, can't wait. Thank you again for paying attention and listening, and we'll do this again next week on Clissa's Mic Drop.